You're listening to the Fifth Down UK podcast. Hello! Welcome to another episode of the Fifth Down UK podcast. Yes, there is finally another episode of the Fifth Down UK podcast. Follow us if you want on Twitter at the Fifth Down UK. We are back and we're back with a bang. Don't worry, we're not going anywhere. There's various issues why we haven't been here for the last few weeks, but we are here. Yes, and we've got some great guests lined up for you over the next few weeks. So, you know, subscribe, download, tell your friends about the Fifth Down UK podcast because we are back with a bang, baby. Yes, coming up on this show. This show is dedicated to one person and one person only. No, it's not me. You can say it's dedicated to you, but also NFL UK ambassador Phoebe Schechter. What a five years she's had. If you were to sit down tomorrow and you were asked... What's your five-year plan? What is it? Little did Phoebe Schechter know that within five years of her starting American football, starting to play American football, five years later, she'd be coaching the Buffalo Bills. It's a remarkable story. I'm not going to spoil it for you. In fact, here it is, the interview I've done. We had a great chat with Phoebe Schechter when she came back after the Super Bowl, back to the UK, and we discussed her year with the Buffalo Bills the fifth down uk podcast now i'm delighted to say that well my guest phoebe Schechter has had quite a year and it's certainly a year to celebrate something for nfl uk and nfl uk fans and fans of gridiron over here to be proud of that's because you know well, this is an american gal and ironically she moved over to the uk and then took up football american football really just to you know, socialize and, and get to know people anyways i let's let phoebe tell us the story because her year she's gone from if you rewind five years over that five year what's well let, we'll we'll ask you what's your five-year plan if you said that your five-year plan in five years time i doubt this was part of phoebe's five-year plan was to be a coach with the buffalo bills and people might you know give you a, a funny glance but it's been a remarkable five years for Phoebe Schechter. She is the captain of the GB Women's American Football Team as well. Delighted to say she joins me now. Phoebe, welcome to the show. I mean, congratulations on a fantastic year. Capped, there you were in Atlanta for a Super Bowl 53. I know, it's been incredible. Thank you so much for having me on again. It's nice to have a chat. And uh, a uh, when you were saying before about the five years, my gosh, if I, I didn't think I even knew a single thing about football. <laughs> I still don't think I know anything about football, but it surely was never in my five-year plan to be involved in the sport to a level that I've been able to get to. So feel very, very fortunate, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, of quite five years. It was only two years ago when I first spoke to you and we were talking about the success of the uh, GB women's football team because... Uh, you'd, you'd reached unleveled success at the European Championships and off the back of that you were heading out to the World Cup and here you are two years down the road and you've been coaching tight ends with the Buffalo Bills but let's rewind five years and I, I started off saying there that this this all you got into football as a social thing yeah you, you were you, you'd moved over here you wanted to get to know people and you saw an advert Exactly. So I had, I was just wanted to kind of get a bit of American culture, meet some people, saw an ad on social media. And I think when you're out of your comfort zone, you're much more willing to take risks and chances. And it was by far the best decision I've ever made because it's completely changed the trajectory of my life 
So from there, I started playing, um, earned my way into the GB team just because I've got dual national—sorry, dual nationality—with my mom being British. Okay. Um, and I knew I couldn't play forever, so I started getting involved in coaching, starting with like a youth and junior team, um, and from there I managed to get some internships. I'd, I'd done a strength and conditioning talk on the female athlete at one of our annual conferences. And two of the coaches that were over, one of them, Rich Wurzel, who is basically the first Brit essentially to go over to the States and get a job within coaching, um, him and, and one of the other coaches he works with, Oscar Rodriguez, said, we'd love for you to come out and be a guest coach for their training camp, essentially, which was a, a Div 3 college in California, mm. University of Laverne. And once I did that, that was my first real taste of being involved completely 24-7 in this sport. And that sort of lifestyle and that energy and the passion of everyone is what really got me to want to pursue this as a career. So off the back of that, um, through some advice and support through some mentors, I applied for the Bill Walsh Diversity Fellowship. Wow, yeah. And what that is, is essentially you, it's like a gateway for minorities. So yeah. being female, being British, all of that good stuff goes towards it. Um, you choose five teams in the NFL and hope that you get picked, basically. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, and then and then off the back of that, is that how you ended up with the the Buffalo Bills? Were they the, the team that obviously had seen it and and taken interest, and then took you on as as an intern? Yeah, so wow. we uh, yeah, it was definitely a bit mad because uh, in with women's American football, we have something called our Women's World Games, which is yeah. essentially a five day development camp. But uh, they started adding in these NFL career forums, so I've attended all of them now basically and the that one in particular Kim Bagula who is the owner of the Bills yeah. and we had Scott Pioli assistant GM Ron Rivera was there I mean just some incredible people <laughs> uh, you get and you just get to talk to them and they are completely open and honest with you which is really refreshing because most of us in that room didn't have a clue what it actually meant yeah. to work within the NFL um, and so really loved the interactions with the Falcons and Panthers and Bills and applied. Basically, those were three of my teams, and I'd chosen the Rams and the Lions as well. Um, and had heard back from three of them, had kind of kept in contact with the Falcons throughout, and had heard nothing from the Bills. No way. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it wasn't until basically I had met with the Falcons as almost a, a final, this is where I'm going. Okay. Uh, and the next day, I don't even know if the next day or I just left the meeting with Scott Pioli and I got a call on my phone and it was Coach Sean McDermott. Oh. And I thought, oh my God. No, get out, get out. Yeah, as you yeah. do, you miss, you, what, did you miss the call from Coach McDermott or did you see that it was no. McDermott, right? Okay. No, I, I picked up, I remember right. I was in the New York office and I, <laughs> I had left and I was getting picked up. So I had to run, through, it was pouring rain, ran through the rain just to sit in a car so I could make sure it was silent around me. No way. And uh, it, yeah, he was brilliant. He was so funny because he said, oh, are you talking with any other teams? And I you know, I was very transparent and said, I'm actually talking with the Falcons, with Scott Pioli. He goes, ah, well, 
tell Scott Pioli thanks, but you've accepted a role with the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. And that was it. And and my decision was made. It was uh, it was amazing and the best absolute choice of my life. So. <laughs> One thing my wife finds captivating as well about the Hard Knocks and All or Nothing series is, like you were saying there, about the you know the, the coaches and just just being around and being inspired by those those people, and it's you know it's almost like captivating the kind of human beings that they are and the personality types. What was oh, yes. that like being amongst it? I mean, because <laughs> it's, I mean, I think to me that that's one of the things that makes the NFL so special and it's really engaged my wife. I mean, she enjoys watching the sport and I think she does it. Well, first of all, she got into it obviously because of me, but she absolutely loves the All or Nothing and the Hard Knock series <laughs> because of these personalities and, and the stories and you lived it. Yeah, absolutely. And and everyone has a story and it's so cool to be able to learn about everyone. And I mean, for me, the fact that all these coaches throughout the NFL, throughout college, they sacrifice so much. Mm. Their whole life is built around helping to get others better. I mean, even the fact that the wives and partners of all these coaches, they have to be so patient and they are home by you know home raising their families most of the time and these coaches know that and and they're even it's a huge sacrifice but they're able to consciously and as a team with their family make that decision that this is the best yeah for the family mm-hmm. um but it's great because i was able to yes specifically be with the tight ends and coach rob boris is amazing i think your your wife might have seen him in the rams yeah yep. uh, or all or nothing sorry and um He's just amazing human. I mean, the way that he handles the room, the way that he coaches, interacts with the guys, uh, it's because it can be hard, definitely, if you're not winning or if, you know, you spend so many hours together that you have to be able to read everybody and not everybody's going to have a good day every day. It's just like anybody else's job. Not everybody shows up at the office with things being rainbows and butterflies. (laughs) (laughs) What, what was your longest day, Phoebe? Oh. How long was that? Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was earlier in the season, right? And uh, so I didn't have a car. So my roommate was one of the athletic trainers. Okay. And so she drove me. We drove. We left the house at five fifteen. Got to the office at five twenty. And I think I left the office at two thirty the next morning. No way. That was. Yeah, that was so. Hard what were you time. doing? What what was that day like? So obviously, I guess you'd, you'd have on field coaching, but just paint a picture for us. What? Sure. What, um, yeah. A lot of it is meetings. Okay. Uh, so just a quick rundown of the day. Mm. Essentially, we have offensive meeting as a staff. We have team meetings, special teams, then offense and defense. Then we have walkthroughs. Then we have little mini breaks for the guys to eat. Then we go into practice. Then we review the film from practice um, and grade it. And then we meet with special teams. And then we review the film from practice with offense and defense. And then we're prepping for whatever. Every day there's a different kind of situation that we're looking at, whether that's third downs or two-minute red zone, short yardage. So we start prepping for that, and uh, especially early in the season. And for us, our our division games weren't really until the end of the season. So every week you're prepping for a brand new team. So whilst you're 
prepping for the team you're working towards on that weekend, yeah. you're also now breaking down the film of the next upcoming team. Oh my goodness, right. So it, even sometimes for my brain, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> the Vikings do this. And they're like, oh wait, no, that was the Ravens. I don't remember. Because <laughs> you're in the middle of, of breaking down two different teams, so you really have to focus on, <laughs> on what you're crazy. doing at that moment. There you are saying, the Vikings do this, and you guys certainly showed the Vikings. <laughs> you, you were <laughs> accu- an, an, an accumulator buster that weekend. Was that, was that week three, week four? Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. It was absolutely incredible. And, and for us, that was our first win. Mm. So to be... To be at the Viking Stadium, we followed our game plan. You know, we wanted to to get the crowd out of the game, especially in that stadium. Yeah, it's uh, they make a huge impact, and they're so loud. And I just remember sitting in the box just after halftime and watching all the purple slowly leaving the stands. <laughs> but what a rush that was! And to go into the locker room at the end, and our DC got the game ball. Leslie Frazier, he got the game ball that game because our defense just played lights out i mean all season but it was impressive so what what a a euphoria that you can understand why people would work those hours or whatever it may be because for that moment there is no other feeling in the world like that oh fantastic look my guest right now is phoebe Schechter. she is the gb women's american football captain she spent the last season the last year out with the buffalo bills as a coach out there started off as an internship uh, during training camp and then sean mcdermott asked her to stay on throughout the season welcome to the fifth down your uk pigskin podcast I'm Anthony Woodson. My guest right now is Phoebe Schechter from NFL UK. She spent the last year, well, last season, out with the Buffalo Bills. She only got into American football when she moved over from the States. Uh, about five years ago, she picked up the, the sport really just to uh, make friends and uh, get to know people. And then five years down the road, she's coaching the Buffalo Bills. Uh, she's still with me now. And I just wanted to hear what her year was like out in Western New York. Uh, Phoebe! Buffalo. I mean, look, I I was in Buffalo. When I say I was in Buffalo, I drove through Buffalo. I crossed the border near Niagara. I was uh, up in Burlington, Ontario, drove down uh, Lake Ontario, and then uh, headed uh, through Buffalo uh, down Interstate 90 to to Pittsburgh, and then I went to the Hall of Fame in Canton. And then I drove back to uh, Buffalo uh, just a couple of days later. Now, I tell you what. My experience of Buffalo is wet on both sides, really. The day, the morning that I, I drove and I crossed the border and I crossed with my Canadian passport, raised a few eyebrows, uh, given, <laughs> given the accent, etc. But uh, crossed the border and it was raining in Buffalo. And then I got to Pennsylvania and the sun was out and it, it ended up being a, a hot day. It was week four. The, the Steelers had lost at home to the Baltimore Ravens on the Sunday night football. And then on the Tuesday, heading back, I was uh, due to meet my brother, actually, up in Toronto to have an evening in Toronto before flying back. And I'd left Canton, Ohio at around about half 10 in the morning. I'd done some work at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, as you do, humble brag. Yeah. But um, <laughs> there I was driving back uh, along Interstate 90 to Buffalo. And as you're, you're heading towards Buffalo, you'll know this, you look out left and you've got Lake Erie. And I'm looking out at the, the, the wonderful, huge lake that is Lake Erie. And I saw this... This, it looked like a mist and it was rolling over and then there, there was lightning and it was this almighty storm and then you could see it almost like Game of Thrones like the White Walkers <laughs> coming across Interstate 90 and then suddenly everything in front of me completely 
disappeared. I mean, the storms off those lakes, as you will have experienced in your time in yeah. Buffalo, is something else. And oh, we've, yeah. we've seen those uh, those snowstorms coming in at Orchard Park. Well, the storm, and this is, well, it's, it was October 1st. So this storm comes sweeping in, or maybe October 2nd anyways, it's early October. And suddenly everything in front of me had disappeared and i thought i can't slam on the brakes now because if i slam on the brakes i've got cars traveling at whatever speed behind me into the back of me and i just have to steadily slow down move over to the right hand lane into the slow lane and thankfully about 10 minutes later it started clearing but my word you uh, if you ask me about my buffalo experience my buffalo experience is is that but those storms there are something else aren't they oh my gosh it's it's honestly insane and there's something about the um, I'm not very good with my weather, but because we're off the lake, it actually has its own kind of path of weather that mm. comes through there. And I'll, I'll have to send you some videos after this. Okay. From when I've been in the office, because it's like a wind tunnel between the office and the stadium, the snow, the rain, whatever it is, is going sideways completely. It never falls downstream. <laughs> so <laughs> I can completely understand what you're going through. And I've seen that same similar look where you look over Lake Erie driving where you were. Yeah. And it almost looks like you could see a, a twister or wherever it's raining in the distance. It's absolutely incredible. But it's uh, <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart or if you are... <laughs> I think when I flew back, it was minus 12 degrees Celsius. Yeah, yeah, and some. Yeah, absolutely. Minus 12 without the wind chill, no doubt, as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what, what, are some of, what are some of the players make of it? Because I guess some, you know, you'd have some stars there who would have come from warmer climbs to, uh, to play for the Buffalo Bills. Yes, definitely. And I remember the first day it snowed this year. Uh, we always have our team meeting in the morning, okay. and Coach McDermott, just said for ask for hands of who's actually never seen snow before um so there was quite a few hands and it was really funny because after that everyone kind of went outside because it happened so quickly the way that it accumulates yeah and half the guys ran outside you know a lot of the rookies (laughs) or the, the new guys just to kind of see the snow and feel the snow but trust me by the end of the season they were all over it they were <laughs> <laughs> i saw one one of your tweets and it was it looked like a, a somewhere off off a road it looked like a, a, maybe a diner but it was all decorated in in bill's branding and you said that you were going to miss that place what, what was that place so that is actually the just a person's house that oh really the stadium oh yeah, wow that's their house oh, no way and Every time I drive in, you see it. But, I mean, we have the best fans in Buffalo, and I'm sure a lot of teams will say that. But the dedication of these guys is unreal, and they are there to support our players and team through everything, the good, the bad. I mean, the fact that there was a 17-year drought and these guys are still at every single game is unbelievable. And even when we get off the plane sometimes, there'll be – fans waiting outside the airport gate just to see the guys and we get back late sometimes on Mm. a sunday night and the fans are there lined up looking to see the players so very very dedicated bunch of people now i watched a a documentary from one of the news channels out there about you and in that you said that you you're 100 at everything and uh you, you go all in and obviously the the more you put in the more you, you get out and I think looking at your success over the last five years that obviously it vouches for exactly everything that, that you said there so what how do you approach every day are you are you one of these 
do you have it do you have a bad day or you 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 wake up and you spring into action and you know what you're going to do what what you're going to achieve each day for the most part i think especially being through a season it was in my head i knew that i needed to come to work with positivity and with energy yeah if that was what i could bring that was different to everyone else or um so just rewinding i where my desk was was literally across from coach mcdermott wow. his office yeah and then brandon bean and then you had the pagulas oh. basically down there so i was in a very kind of open hallway and <laughs> i saw all the you know big people every day basically that's amazing and if i could make them feel better every day just by a conversation a smile whatever that was just just that energy it helps it really does and you know i knew that it definitely took me, I'd say, probably four weeks to get into the routine of being in the season. Mm. But once I was in that, then you can be prepared because you know what's going to happen. You've seen it. You've been there. You've done it. You've tasted it. Whatever that may be for you, I could I could prepare in advance. And when you're prepared, you're so much more confident about what you're doing. How much of that job is positive energy and being a real positive person because there you are coaching people players are looking up to you so i guess you've got to be a source of inspiration so part and parcel of that job uh, obviously i'm not saying it, it all but there, there has to be a certain aspect of it that you've got to be upbeat and positive in, in the messages that you give a, you give out definitely and yeah. it's all about repeated messaging right so for us, we were really lucky that we had Coach McDermott and the Bagulas who this great messaging of playoff caliber, the mindset, and that was trickled down through to the coaches. So we all knew we were speaking the same language to the players. It's just how that was delivered. But you, like you were saying, it's key to have that positive energy basically behind it because it can make for really hard work, especially mm. when you're not winning. Yes, you have to be realistic and we know what the situation is, but we need to keep working together. And the only way you can do that is by getting everyone to buy in and believe in what you're saying and what you're doing and how you get that message across. If you just walked in and were like, yeah, guys, we're going to do <laughs> this again. Here we go. A bit like Eeyore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very, it's a very different message if you came in like a, a yeah like is it real what's what's a tiger's name oh tigger <laughs> tigger there yeah. we go yeah Those are two very different ways of delivering the same message and it's not being over the top but you definitely need that because sometimes players don't have the energy to pick it up themselves and that's what you're there for you're there to help them you know i loved being in the tight ends room there was only a few of us in there really i think five in total six in total um but I knew that every day I'd make sure that it was full of energy. We had a great vibe. When we got in that field, they were giving 100% because the morning had gone well. Mm. And it just builds like that. How did the players take to you at first? Because you know, having a female coach will have no doubt been a bit of a culture shock to some of them at first. And there you are, you're in the tight ends room, you're working with the likes of Charles Clay and you know, you, you're a you know, mere five foot four tall, you know? So how, how did they take to you? Did, did, did they embrace you? Was, yeah, yeah, so uh, it was definitely, it was, it was new for me as well in terms of 
being a whole season, obviously, with, yeah, like, yeah, with yeah. the guys. And it was it was good. So Charles had, had actually injured his hamstring later on in the season. So uh, during the Jets game, because you get there quite early, uh, we had a very long conversation about it all. And it was good because I was able to say, well, what did you really think? Um, and, you know, we were really good friends by the end of it. So it was, it was good to have his honest opinion because really this is a, like you said, this is the first time a lot of these guys will have a female in that capacity kind of around them all the time. And I think at first, as Charles would say, they were just worried about what they could and couldn't say. Okay. Okay. And for me, the biggest thing is I want them, this is their job. This is their livelihood. And you're with these people more than your own family. So Mm. I want them to feel comfortable and feel free and be able to express themselves. Um, And by the end of it, it was like I had, four big brothers <laughs> <laughs> brilliant and yeah they took to it really well uh, i think they just love the fact that i was so short and made a good shoulder rest <laughs> <laughs> fantastic good stuff uh i like we said earlier in the show i spoke to you uh, two years ago uh you know the gb women were on the the cusp of i think it was the first world championships wasn't it for uh for the the team and how's the team doing right now yeah so we came fourth at the world um, and then had actually beaten Finland, who had beat us in the Euros in the a couple Euros, years yeah. before that. Yeah. Um, and now, actually, we are building to England's going to host the European Championships this year. Which will be really Yeah, it'll be based in Leeds in August. Um, and we should have about six teams competing over a week-long event. So we're really looking to win it, to be honest, especially being the host. We have a lot to prove. Mm. Well, that's fantastic. So whereabouts in Leeds is that going to be based? So if people want to go and, and cheer yes. you, you gals on? Absolutely. Um, the John Charles Center for Sport. Fantastic. Uh, and I want to say it's the second week of August. Okay. So, but we can get you all those details and everyone's welcome to come down. Yeah, well, look, we've we got plenty of time to catch up again and we can certainly give that a real good plug and promotion here on the American Sports Show on Love Sports. What was it like uh, coaching opposite Bill Belichick? twice in a season hey i know my goodness that was uh you know what it patriots week is a very different week is it really yeah yeah yeah. you you know i uh everything goes in the shredder (laughs) brilliant um but they were great you know it was it was really interesting it was hilarious when tom when we were at home and tom brady ran out in the field and the crowd boos him so badly. <laughs> it was great. And then we go to theirs and play them there. Mm. And uh, the way that he's got his own walkout song and no way. the way the crowd embraces him there, was it was amazing to see. It's a special place, definitely. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're a good team. We could have beat them. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think we, at that point in the season, we were still kind of figuring out our offense. But our defense did a great job against them. And even in the second game against them, I think Tom maybe threw the ball five times. They ran the ball the rest of the time. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> well, Phoebe Schechter, you're captain of uh, GB Women. we got the World Cup heading over here later this year in August. You've spent the last season coaching with the Buffalo Bills. So the big question is, what next for you? I suppose you get asked this probably too many times now, but I've got to ask it. <laughs> Yeah, no, of course. And uh, I'm definitely kind of figuring that journey out at the moment. I I really want to be in the UK. We've got some exciting things coming up over the next couple months. Um, and then after that, I'm looking to, 
to see what's next for me. I think there's a lot of potential going forward and I need to make sure that I make the most and help out as many people as possible along the way. Well, good for you, Phoebe Schechter. You're a real uh, ambassador for the NFL over here and NFL UK and more uh, more, more power to your elbow, your, your football elbow there. But thank you very much. <laughs> Welcome to the Fifth Down, your UK pigskin podcast. Oh, what a great guest. What a great story, Phoebe Schechter. Fantastic. I mean, it, it, I don't know about you, but it kind of, I want to, see what I can achieve in the next five years. I don't think I can go on to achieve any coaching success with the Buffalo Bills or with an NFL team, but, you know, really, really inspiring guest. And coming up in the next few weeks, we're going to hear an interview I've done already with uh, Buffalo Bills player of all teams, Reed Ferguson, their long snapper. And, uh, you know, we talked about uh, Phoebe Schechter and, and all that, but, you know, just great we just so many great stories is connected with the nfl which is why you know podcasts like us are here because we like to celebrate those stories and share them with you so thank you very much for downloading this fifth down uk podcast like i said earlier subscribe to us leave a rating if you like tell your friends because we're back we're back with a bang and coming up next time here on the fifth down uk podcast well it might be the interview we had with reed ferguson but we'll be back very soon thank you i'm anthony watson we'll see you next time